It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. McDavid flying up the blue line. Here's Dreisaitl losing on the check to Eklund. Great defensive play by William Eklund with 25 seconds to go. Blackwood's okay. He's got a stick back. He's in the nets. Oilers have the extra attacker on. They continue. Bouchard to Dreisaitl. The shot blocked by Eklund. It went wide. 13 seconds to go. Crowd on its feet. Bouchard again, shooting it, just wide of a net. Tipped that there by Ruder to the near boards. Final five seconds left in the game. The Sharks get it out of the zone, and they're going to win this one. What an effort. Everybody coming off the bench to congratulate Mackenzie Blackwood, who provided yeoman service in the nets. But the Sharks got a contribution from just about everybody tonight, and they hold on to beat the Edmonton Oilers 3-2 in regulation. And now the Sharks are all even in the points with the Oilers in the standings. Both teams have five this season. Even though we weren't great structurally against Philly, because we played the way we did with the pace and the we stood up for each other and we blocked shots and that stuff goes a long, long way to winning. And you know, you get a bunch of guys together haven't played and obviously we're in the situation where we trade Carl and we go through the summer we do. So, you know, you're getting guys together and you're trying to form a team. It does not happen overnight. Just because you're wearing the same jerseys doesn't mean you're a team yet. And it takes time and we all need to be patient and we continue to make strides and we're gonna keep making strides. I can guarantee you that. A look back at last night's win over Edmonton, 3-2 the final score. The Sharks, two wins in a row, five points on the season. And for the San Jose Sharks, those two wins, both of them coming at home before they go off to now face Vegas first and then continue on the road to Anaheim on Sunday. It was very much needed for the San Jose Sharks just to feel like their effort would be rewarded. And it most definitely was. And the fact that the Sharks were better in the second win consecutively that they had, they were better against Edmonton than they were against Philadelphia. Promising signs as well. Got a couple of good interviews to get in with you today. Last night after the win, I did talk with Ryan Carpenter, who had a huge, huge play that led to the Sharks' 3-1 lead, which held on for a 3-2 victory. First, the play. A cloud left point. Back skates to the left wing boards. Gives back on the left point. Go through him. Good job there by by the Sharks. Carpenter poked it free. Here comes Sturm the other way. Lead pass. Moving in. Score! Philip Zadina gets it. That entire play was made by Ryan Carpenter at the blue line. He went through his man, dug the puck free, fed it forward, and Nico Sturm fed it on the left wing side on a break up the ice. No mistake for Zadina, his third of the season, and the Sharks get the roars of the crowd on Diwali night as they're up 3-1. to one. Huge moment for the Sharks, huge moment for Carpenter getting his first point of the season at the NHL level, and we spoke after the win. All right, we've got Ryan Carpenter after the Sharks. 3-2 win over Edmonton, second consecutive win. Um, just, you know, where is everything with the team right now compared to a, a week ago? Yeah, I mean... 
feel like you know that that first win just felt you know when you're in that big of a slump it just feels that hard you know like the bounces feel like they go against you even if you have a pretty good effort and so and then it's crazy how you relax and maybe everyone gains a little bit of confidence mm -hmm. and maybe you saw that tonight with the execution and odd man rushes and stuff and so um, and I think some of our you know older veteran guys that play a lot of minutes they've stepped up in both games too and again great goaltending and so that definitely <laughs> helps but yeah I think you just get a little bit of confidence and yeah. hopefully we can just continue to build off this the one thing that I've really noticed in the last two games that maybe weren't there in the games before the last two wins you guys sticks were so active on defense contesting pucks making life difficult for them why why is that suddenly emerged so much yeah I don't know I, I guess since the time I've been here that's something you know we've been trying to work on I'm sure there's been a lot to work on but yeah the quicker you can the quicker you can defend and, and break up pucks with your stick um, you know as a chance to create a turnover and, and go the other way and nobody likes playing defense you know even you know you want to go the other way as quick as we can and so I think the quicker we play as a five-man unit and I think a lot of talk too helps in those situations so tonight I think it was your first point of the year right on that assist yes 50-50 um, puck along the boards there yeah. um, can you it looked like a great effort on your part what did you see can you take me through the play yeah I was just going trying to go hard at the D I think he held on to it for a sec and then kind of break it up and becomes a battle and then just good support I I think when you're in that situation, you're just trying to get the puck out over the blue line at the worst, you know, just so they, they'd all have to come tag back up so they'd be offsides. And then, I mean, I think I think when you see a 50-50 puck, you just get support from your teammates. And so when Sturmey came over um, and, and supported, it just, you know, made the play look that much better. Yeah, and then when you do see that that effort be rewarded by turning into a goal, I mean, that's just got to be the best, right? Yeah, it was. It felt really good. And, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a really good pass from, from Sturmey and a great finish. So, yeah, he, I mean, he had great deception. I thought he was shooting it. I was just sprinting up, yeah. trying to get up, <laughs> trying to get up and catch up to those two guys. But, yeah, it was really good execution and just, yeah, rewarding. I think it's for everybody, you know, whether you're out there and get the point. But I think a lot of guys try to do the right thing tonight. Yeah, I like that you didn't know whether or not he was going to pass or shoot either because that's the thing. You wait to that last second to get the goalie to try to commit, and it, it worked. Clearly. Yeah, you get, him, you get him to freeze like that, and then it just gives the other guy a ton of time. And still a hard pass. you got to feather it through a defenseman. And so it was great poise by him not to rush and a little bit of deception like that so it was a great play by Starman. I asked you Wednesday what you were going to do to take Tuesday night's performance into Thursday. How do you take Thursday night into Friday night? Yeah it's a quick turnover. We'll be on the road and Vegas is a good good veteran team and so we're just gonna have to start fast. I think hopefully you know take the take the good. I'm sure there's always learning points especially this time of the year. There's always things you got to keep learning from but I think just the, the the team mentality and sticking together and being tight-knit and and the communication on the ice just take that forward. Ryan congrats on the win man and uh, we'll talk soon all right. All right thanks. You know, fun to see guys getting rewarded. David Quinn talked about using him throughout the third period and said guys that play well will be rewarded with playing time. So watching this happen uh, with Carpenter up from the Barracuda, helping the Sharks get much needed wins. And listen, I know there are many of you out there they're going to say, hey, we want as many, you know, ping pong balls as possible. We want to get the best pick. And like, yes, I, I agree with that. You want to get as good of a pick as possible, especially in a period where you're not contending right? Like I get that, but you, for the sake of morale of the team, for everybody, for the fans, for just everyone, you need to have wins interspersed in there. It can't just be loss after loss, after loss, after loss. And hopefully the Sharks will continue to put up good performances. It's going to be very difficult against a team like Vegas tonight. No doubt about it. Even if Vegas is cooled from their red hot start, 
But I'm sure a team like Vegas is looking at the Sharks and thinking this is an opportunity for us to get rolling again. Now, ahead of today's game, actually on Wednesday, I spoke with Nico Sturm at practice. Uh, so for the first time, you all are going to get to hear what uh, Nico has thought about the difficulties of the start of the Sharks season and more. All right, we've got the San Jose Sharks. Nico Sturm with us the Wednesday after the Sharks' first win of the season. First off, man, just how good did that feel? Uh, very good. I think uh, I was told uh, the reporter probably the best that the guys have slept in in a month. Um, you know, we were all carrying it around with us, whether it be at the rink or at home. Um, it was a lot of pressure. That's uh, that's off the shoulders now. But uh, at the same time, it's only one win, and obviously we got a got a lot of work to do going forward. I think that. When we look to you at post-game interviews, we look at you and you know Tommy, Mario, guys who will give very detailed, long-winded answers. And the thing was, it felt like you guys were at, at a loss uh, for words with some of these right. games you guys were having. And that's, it, it's interesting because I was talking to Luke about this. Is like you guys are always working very hard. You're always fighting, going all out. And last night it clicked. Is there any reason to define why it clicked last night as opposed to previous games? Um, no, I don't think there's a you know definite answer to that. I mean, we're all searching for for answers for a couple of weeks, and um, if any of us would have had the the magic formula or that one thing that we needed to change in order to get a win, I think uh, we we all would have done it. Um, and uh, you know, we all know about the state of the team, and and we know that uh, we're not uh, you know in 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 March and April we're not going to compete with the top dogs, but we got a certain standard that we got to play to and live up to and uh, we're definitely not a team that's given up 10 goals in two games so obviously it was some sort of mental you know blockage mm -hmm. mental problem um, that guys were carrying around and it kind of snowballed with every game and every every loss it kind of seemed to get worse and guys were gripping their sticks a little bit tighter and maybe at some point it gets to the point where it's like where you almost have to like chuckle about it a little bit, you mm -hmm. know, when your situation gets so bad that uh, you have to kind of take it with a little bit of humor. And that actually can kind of help sometimes to alleviate some of that pressure. Um, and guys looked definitely, they look more free. I think going out there and grabbing the lead definitely helped. Uh, yeah. Not not being on the on the kill right away, giving one or two up, and, and just you know having the lead and going to the intermission with the with a lead that that definitely you know gives us some some confidence yeah i mean you guys took that lead right off the bat which you know from being on the road yeah. if you're on the road and you're chasing a game that makes it difficult you guys did that to them less than two minutes into the game and then it seemed like after that in particular you guys invited a lot of physicality you were getting in yeah. hits there were some fights did that i felt like that emboldened you guys and it also woke up the crowd too in addition to being in the lead yeah i also think you know Philly is a team that they're going to test your battle, you know, readiness. That's mm -hmm. how they're built. That's, you know, towards. That's how he builds his yeah. teams. And um, that's how they win their games. Um, that being said, that's how we should probably play every game, not just uh, the teams that are physical themselves, but also the skilled teams. Be a lot more frustrating to them. And then obviously, you know, yesterday a lot of things came together. The the, the power play penalty kill clicked. Mm -hmm. um, Goaltending was good. Uh, overall, just, you know, the biggest thing too is we gave up that goal um, and in the previous games uh, once we gave up a goal the kind of the wheels came off the of the whole wagon right and yeah. it just seemed like everything was going off the rails and and we were falling apart 
um, we kind of got to the intermission reset and uh, that's how you know we got to learn how to do that on a consistent basis even the goal they scored I mean it did go into McKenzie's glove he yeah. did it. <laughs> I didn't really I didn't really see the puck in the replay so, yeah uh, no I yeah. still haven't seen a good angle yeah. of it either but I mean to your point like that you, it didn't deflate you guys yeah. and it was a full 60 minute performance I mean obviously a goal getting in that's not unheard of but yeah. you guys still in the previous games not even you know not looking at the 10 goal ones but other games there were moments like the yeah. opening game against Vegas you guys gave up two goals at the end of the what was it the second period yeah but there was none of that last night there was no mental breakdown it was all very very clean yeah biggest thing about it is that sometimes you have to just realize what time of the game it is you know we give up a goal and it's there's two minutes left in the uh, second period and that's like uh, you don't need to go out there and force something and get a goal right away mm -hmm. just get to the intermission you know play those last one or two shifts um, and then we'll reset and sometimes we, we struggle with that and, and reading the uh, you know the clock um, even sometimes, you know, we're we're on the power play and there's 10 seconds left or 15 seconds left in the power play and then we're forcing a play because we're not reading the clock and then, you know, there's a breakaway or mm -hmm. another breakdown because uh, we don't manage the clock well. Sometimes it happens to us on our dumps, on our changes. Um, and that's something we just have to learn. And it's, uh, it's just not shooting yourself in the foot really is what yeah. it is. And sometimes it's not so much about what the uh, opponents do, but what you don't do to yourselves that helps the team. Was well, this been one of the more challenging periods of your career the, the, to start off the season this way and then have those two 10 goal games back to back? Because you've, mm -hmm. you've been on the other side of it. You've been a Stanley yeah. Cup champion. Yeah. I, Forever. I know, it's is, not a bin thing. You'll always have that. Don't let me, is, don't let me take it away. No. <laughs> this is definitely the, the, the deepest hole of, of my career and uh, I hope I never experience it again. <laughs> it's a good answer. Yeah, I mean, and then the the takeaway is that how do you carry yeah. this into Thursday's game? Because Edmonton is a team that has very, you know, some of the best top-end talent in the world, but they're not playing great hockey right now. And those are my words, not yours. I'm not giving them bulletin board material, yeah. but they're going to be coming in desperate like you guys were last night. Exactly, they're desperate, and we know about their skill, um, especially on the power play, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if we play that physical, hard-nosed style game and they feel like we're always on top of them, that's probably the best way to go about it. And also just taking the hardships from the last couple of weeks and not just carrying it into Thursday's game or Friday's game, but I'm thinking like, you know, a year, two years, three years from now, um, when things maybe aren't going bad and you lose two or three in a row and you, uh, you think it's the end of the world and then you can maybe say, hey, remember that one time in November yeah. of 2023 <laughs> when we opened the season with 11 losses in a row. This ain't so bad. So, you know, um, it's a it's a valuable experience, even though it's painful or it was mm -hmm. painful. Um, but I, I am convinced that, you know, on the other side, and I'm not just, like I said, not just talking tomorrow, weeks or months, but years from now, we'll be, mm -hmm. we'll be better off for it. Well, we heard Eric Carlson talk about this the other night before the game against the Pens. He talked about where Colorado was before they made their climb. He talked about, I believe, Tampa as well. And I know that's tough because you're in the midst of it right now, but there is that sense that teams that go through this together, yeah. they build their way out of it and it turns into something dangerous. And it, I mean, the words you're saying right now, obviously you're focused on the here and now, but you are thinking about where this team will be. Like you obviously see something. Well, of course, um, I'm convinced that uh, those are experiences that 
you know, are almost necessary to help a team uh, in the playoffs. It's when I think about the, the, my playoff experiences that I've had with Minnesota and especially with Colorado. There's gonna be uh, there's gonna be ups and downs throughout the playoff run and within a game. You know, where you're on the road and you maybe have to win a game, and all of a sudden you go down one nothing, and the crowd is extremely loud, and mm-hmm. it seems like that mountain that you have to climb is so high, and then we're in the same spot again. It's like okay. Let's just worry about getting to the intermission, playing solid hockey in the intermission, reset, and take it from there. Um, and, you know, you players need to know what to do and how to feel in those kind of situations. They need to be able to recall experiences like we just went through. So, like I said, I'm convinced we'll be better for it. Yeah. And then Mackenzie Blackwood in particular, it seems like last night was another performance for him where he was just yeah. – we talked about even the one that you know did score. He, had, he did get his glove on it. So, I mean, it, it, it seems like both him and Capo have been playing really, really well. Yeah, Capo and, and, and Blackie both been excellent for us. Um, yeah, without them, without goalie performances, um, we know we need them in order to win hockey games. So it's no secret they, they're going to have to be good every night in order to give us a chance. Well, Nico, thank you very much, man. And I'll see you tomorrow, all right? Perfect. Thank you. Again, that was Nico Sturm joining us here on the Sharks Audio Network as we get ready for the Sharks to take on Vegas. If you go back to that first game of the year, the Sharks, I thought, put forth a pretty decent performance. They contested pucks. They were very physical. They tried to make life difficult for Vegas. And I think they're going to have to do that again. And really, the difference between what we saw in the game the Sharks played against Vegas earlier this year and maybe the last two nights uh, against both Philadelphia as well as Edmonton was that the Sharks had that momentary lapse. It was the end of the second period. They gave up two goals that made it um, you know, a tight competitive game and suddenly they were down by a good amount and they couldn't recover from that. So that's, you know, that's where the Sharks are right now. They've got to figure out how they can make sure those lapses do not creep back into their game because that's That's the big difference to me in the last two games. It's not just that their sticks have been more active. It's not just that they've been able to get really good net minding. It's not just that they've been able to actually generate some offense. It's the fact that they have been able to find themselves active with their sticks, not having those mental lapses, those collapses. Listen, Edmonton is going to score. That's what they're going to do. And the fact that the Sharks only gave up two to that team, I, I know that everyone's down on Edmonton right now. Would you put money on them not being in the playoff hunt later this year? Would you put money on them not being able to rectify things and get things rolling and being a hot team heading into the playoffs? Uh, I wouldn't. I think that you play the games that are on the schedule and when they occur. Edmonton, record-wise, might not be a great team right now. They might not be playing particularly well, but they have a lot of individual high-end talent that can hurt you and will hurt you at any time over the course of the game, and the Sharks were able to manage that. They were able to deal with it. Again, good net minding, sound defense. They, yes, they did give up a good amount of shots in the game, but... You know, in terms of the high danger chances, it was not as glaring as the stat would make you believe. Just the overall shots on goal. I haven't seen the actual stat on the high danger chances. But I also think that the Sharks played a good game and did exactly what they wanted to do against Edmonton. Is it going to be that easy against Vegas? No, absolutely not. But we saw them play Vegas earlier this year, and the Sharks provided a challenge. You want to be better than where they were a couple of weeks ago in game number one, and that's one of those things that I'm looking at of growth. Last night's game, the Sharks up by one against Edmonton, able to hold on and pull out the win. We compared that to October 14th when they got the win over Colorado. That is a huge step in the right direction for San Jose. They were better in a tight situation than they were at the start of the season. Now, we have yet another opportunity for the Sharks to have a direct comparison of where they were at the start of the season 
And almost exactly a month later, just two days shy, they're going to see how they compare against a Vegas team. And Vegas is, like I said earlier, cooling off. Now, cooling off just means they aren't streaking the same way that they were. They are still a very talented, very dangerous, very good, deep veteran team that has the ability to win and blow up on you at any moment. So this is a big, big test for the Sharks, especially on the second night of a back-to-back like you heard Carpenter say, uh, really got to see the Sharks get out to a fast start. All right, we're out of time on this edition of The Buildup. Be sure to join us at 6.30 for live pregame coverage on the Sharks Audio Network, Game Time 7 with Dan Rusinowski and Drew Amenda on the call. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yen.